I'm Matt. Dad is out doing what every person either hates or loves, visiting family. Speaking of family, I'm here with my own. Family, say hi. Hello. Hello. And you're listening to episode 101 of We Used to Talk About This at Work. Chaz off visiting families, traveling across the country and things. So I had to get with a somebody who I knew would be on. So I, I reached out to my family. So today I have Laura, Steve. Say hi. Hey. Hello. You guys remember them? They've been on before. And also I have my brother, Mike. To all the lovely ladies out there, how you doing? It's Mike. Doing good, feeling fine. <laughs> uh, so, so you just you gonna, you gonna put on a new persona out here? Okay, new persona. All right. We'll, we'll see how this works. We'll see how this works. Okay. Uh, Karen, this is podcast, Michael. We don't know him. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. So we'll see how this goes. All right. Let's start off, Steve. You was talking about. Paying uh, lower paying jobs and things like that. What do you want to talk about? So, like, I just wanted your guys' opinion. Would you take from what from like where your salary is at now? Would you take a lower paying job for something you absolutely love, or take a higher paying job for something you hate? Um, right off the bat, no. I will take a higher paying job for something I hate because. I want to make more money. Now, if I was had a job where if I took a lower paying job and I was still uh I was gonna say livable, that's not the right word. If I was if I was comfortable, there we go, then yeah, I'll do it. But I'm not going to take a lower paying job just because something I love, but I'm out here struggling. Right. Yeah. I yeah, I would agree. Um, you know. Bills are real, and I understand that. Right now, for where I'm at in my life, it's better to have money coming in and bills paid versus, you know, I'm really doing what I love and appreciate. That can come with time, but right now, the focus for me is financially. So um, I hate it, nine to five, but after five, I'm off, and I still get paid, so. Um, I'm pretty sure you said to me, like, you need to... Your job is just a job. You have to exactly just a job. So do it, you know, do it what you need to do, and then get off, and then get that money, and go have fun, and use it to um, use it for um, you know what you, what you want to do. I'm trying to be careful. I'm trying to talk about my life, so I don't want to be like, well, this person at work told me that. So in generality, that um, I think is you know maybe a challenging job, but. If you're getting paid pretty great, you can tolerate it, then I think that might be the better thing to do because you're getting paid. Then, you know, if things can change or swift, other priorities, then you can um, change. Right now, I may take the higher paying job because you can always, you know, take that PTO time and go on vacations and stuff with that extra money that you're getting. But, you know, it's like, how long is that going to last if you hate the job? I mean, right. It all, it all depends because use that extra money to facilitate something else to, you know, stack up a little nest egg. So when you do take that lower job, 
or later on, if you do quit the higher pay and want to take that lower job, you still got money to support. I guess to me, it depends on like you hate it, like, but you can tolerate it versus like, are you miserable every single day you go in there? Because that's like a different thing. If you are literally miserable, like that would, you know, spill over to your regular life. And so that to me, I guess the level of, is it like, oh, I don't like this person I work with or I can do this, but I would rather do something else versus like, oh, I'm miserable. Like, I can't even, like, I dread waking up and showing up at this place. Like, that's what would determine it for me. Yeah, I agree. I agree that too. Because if, if it's just, I hate this job or whatever, and it's just, all right, I'm going to deal with it. But if just you're miserable, then yeah, because that's going to, that's going to, go into your body and stress and everything else your like personal that. Life. So that right. So then you might have to cut that out. But if it's just something like I hate these people or I hate this job, then you could tolerate it. But if it's if it's deeper than that and stronger than that, then yeah, you might have to leave that. Leave that toxic environment. Right. And it almost depends on how much the job you love, how much less it is that you getting now also. Right. right. Like, like, like you know, every, every, everyone's got their number in their head of like what said, they would go down. If you could be comfortable doing a job you love, <clears throat> obviously you would do that as long as you were still comfortable financially. Steve, you also wanted to talk about restaurants. What's up? So we we were actually talking to Michael the other day. Um, we ended up going to the Cheesecake Factory, and uh, for what it was mentioned that. I've ignored. Some people, <laughs> some people thought it was a step over a notch over Applebee's. So I was wondering, you know, what do you think some of the most overrated or even underrated restaurants? Uh, in my opinion, it's it depends on how you was raised. You know, with you know, if you was going out somewhere, you went out to like Applebee's or something, but then. If you was going, if it was like a special occasion, then we would go out to like Cheesecake Factory or something like that. But if like your lifestyle is like Cheesecake is a regular ass place and, you know, I don't know, Beanie Hanna's or some other stuff or Ruth Chris or something like that is higher standard, then yeah, you're going to be like, this stuff is overrated. But it all depends on how you was raised and how you grew up or what, how you treated these restaurants. Were we raised, I, you know, your mom would say, I don't remember anything, but like, what kind of restaurants we were going to, like Applebee's? That we were going to Applebee's, we were going to Ponderosa's, we were going to uh, no old cheese country, uh, old country buffet. No, I've never a lot, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of buffets in there. Oh, Three yeah, that's right. I didn't uh, go to the cheese factory till I was at college. Were you guys going to ground round, or was that just me? What is that? I never heard of it. Yeah, I never heard of that. Okay, so it, it was this place to where white people edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, not keep it in. It, it, it was like it was like for kids where you could like you could like eat for whatever your weight was. Like you were uh-huh. like pounds you ate for like fifty cents, but it was like the whole buffet style thing and all that. Mm-hmm. All right, that. because we have. Yeah. We have we have places out here in Japan to where like the guy jeans go to. Guy Jamie's foreigner. So like when you have foreigners, okay, if you want steak here, 
they go to steak salon. And if they want ramen, they go to raw, raw ramen. But me, I'm like, there's better places out there. So to me, those places overrated just because it's the most common ones that people that Americans know to go to. But I don't like those. I like to go to the the real ones, the ones where a lot of foreigners go to, the ones that's like not as popular, the ones that be in the cut you don't know and stuff like that. That's where mm-hmm. the best food is. I'll be finding out. I um so the person they were talking to about this was me. I'm not sure if that was made clear. Um it, it was it me was. asking. And actually it was uh, your sister Laura that told me, quote. I think that it's uh, a step above Applebee's. And I was outraged because I feel that um, now, like, fine, it's not like a steakhouse uh, cheesecake factory, but to, to put it in comparison to Applebee's, where they don't even, I'm sorry. A step sponsors, above, not the same They don't even level. try Applebee's. It's literally um, off the truck, frozen, throwing in grease, and then throwing the plate. Like it's the bare minimum <laughs> Applebee's. You know, it was cut to two years ago <laughs> when Michael was at Applebee's every Saturday for happy hour. I was there every Saturday because I was, hey, I'm not, like, I wasn't there every Saturday. That's not true. I was there a couple Saturdays because of the happy hour at the bar. Now, they can't mess up beer. It's already uh, created. So, I, I know a big pint for like $4 when you watch the game. That's a, that's a good deal. So in my mind, I thought that, oh, this is my thing. I'll come to Applebee's and, and I'll come to the happy hour and I'll have some cheap drinks. But then the food is garbage. I'm sorry to your sponsors or, you know, people who are fans of Applebee's out there, but um, they are daily. Applebee's. Hey, my, my, Applebee's. My, Michael does not uh, reflect our values <laughs> in the future well, if you want to be a sponsor of our show. They, they, they need to get, what's that man's name? Um, Gordon that, Ramsay. Uh, Gordon Ramsay, uh, who's the other one with the outrageous uh, flavors? Uh, uh, Guy Fieri, somebody need to go in there and help him out. <laughs> what's it got to be a, a restaurant? Uh, what's it called? Restaurant? It used to be like Bar Rescue where he used to go in yeah. there and help him out, stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jeff Tafferty, whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm but, just yeah. saying, yeah, like, like, we went to Cheesecake Factory and it was cool, but I'm saying, is it $30 for an entree? Cool. But also they give you like 20 pounds of meat or food like per for your entree. So it's not like, oh, it's a typical burger and fries. It's like, here's a giant ass burger and 10 pounds of fries and like that you gotta... Uh, or paying for quantity, not quality. That's what you're saying. Well, and the experience, like, you know, again, I feel like it's better than Applebee's. Granted, is is uh, TK Factory cutting up potatoes and frying them for French fries? Maybe not, but at least they put in seasoning and um, you know t- type of salt and pepper on it. Versus Applebee's, straight from freezer to uh, fryer to your plate, still half frozen sometimes. Uh, I mean, it to be an anti-Applebee's podcast, but I have pretty strong opinions on them. Honestly, I think cheese fake kind of factory kind of overrated. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I mean, not 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 any not on a food uh, type of reasoning. I just think that like people, I think just they think like Cheesecake Factory. I bet you there is probably I don't. I was gonna say a hundred. There's probably good another ten better better restaurants for what you what you want 
that's that's not a name brand of Cheesecake Factory that you could find wherever you at. Yeah. And maybe we just don't know it because, you know, the major chains are the Applebee's, Cheesecake Factory, things like that. But last time I went to the Cheesecake Factory, I don't really like the ambiance of it. It's, it seems like it's too crowded. To, yeah, it's like there's it's, always, it's, Michael said this, it's like there's always a wait. And then yeah. when you like, and plus it's like the ones by us, it's connected to the mall. So how are you trying to be like this fancy place and then you're next to... AMC, and then right, yeah. that's the thing. It, it's it's like they try to they do they do the dim lighting like it's like it's a higher class of a restaurant, and but you packed in too close to everybody, and it's like you, they want to be multiple things at once. Then you got the bar, then you got the cheesecake. So it's kind of like you want to be three things at once. Yeah. Where all this hate for uh, cheesecake factory? Coming from, hey man, you you started you Applebee's and, and the hate no, came up my I heart. Said, no, the, the the conversation was um, Applebee's in comparison to Cheesecake Factory. I just said you can't compare them. Now we now we are uh, going down on Cheesecake Factory. Uh, well, Laura, we were talking talk about overrated, and I I just feel like it depends on what I'm looking for that day. Like if somebody was like like if it's like a Friday night and I wanted to go mm -hmm. somewhere. Honestly, and I'm with my family, I'll probably cheat, pick Applebee's. It's a more lighter, family-oriented thing. Now, if I was, like, me and the wife was on a date, Applebee's would not be the choice. Uh, Cheesecake Factory would be the last resort on that list because I'd, I have to find a nice restaurant type of thing. Like, if I was on an anniversary or something like that, I'll have to find a nice restaurant. But that thing you got to find where... My last resort, like, all right, in my back pocket is gonna be Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but you know, it ain't like you know the best thing like in the world. But I, in comparison to Applebee's, America's favorite neighbor, which means lazy, um, <laughs> lazy neighbor, uh, then then I'm gonna then take me to Cheesecake Factory, have me wait an hour just to get a table, an hour for food, and then pay hundred ninety dollars just for one person. Damn. Well, I mean, but then, but then you, you have leftovers, probably left with cheesecake. So, you know, it kind of gets right. Like, I mean, that's one of those things where, you know, if you go into these places, you're going to pay an arm and a leg. So it's going to be like, all right, I already have this established in my mind. I'm about to spend $200 when I go out here. You made, you made that decision once you decide to go there. Right. Lord, didn't you love the uh, macaroni and cheese ball? You mean the four I got for thirty dollars? I mean, well, do you, do I think they freshly the made those back there? I'm not sure. Was the flavor wasn't thrown together like you know. Well, yeah, I think it's like what Matthew said. Like we did end up going after we had done an activity and we had the kids with us, so maybe that wasn't like you know it was we like you said they it's like a weird place maybe for families. And you could tell there was a lot of birthdays going on there. But yeah, to me, if I'm going to spend those kind of prices, I'd rather be at not a chain restaurant. Right, right. But speaking of uh, kids, Laura, you was talking about spring break activities. Yeah, so we had actually went there after. So the kids are on spring break this week. And that's how we ended up at the Cheesecake Factory because we had 
we were out in Chesterfield. But yeah, so we've been on spring break and we've been doing a couple different things. We took them rock climbing. We went to a place where you, uh, you know, you get covered up like a splatter paint room. So they give you blank canvases. You go in a room, you can just like uh, splatter paint around. What else did we do? We went to the blues game. Today we went to the circus. So we've just been trying to, you know, they're on break. So we took off and we were trying to, you know, just get them to do some different things they hadn't done before. So one thing I kind of feel like when they go on spring break, I'm on spring break. Like I take off work and your mother's always like, this isn't your spring break. Exactly. A lot of people at work uh, do that here. Like uh, I know this coming week is when the kids are all on spring break. And I know a lot of people, like a lot of people gonna be going out of town. A lot of people ain't gonna be at work and stuff like that. Uh, especially being here, cause now you know you be trying to travel and stuff with the kids, but now you know you got a full week. So I get that. Yeah, that's where. And I was trying to think of like you know I try to do different things for them that I haven't done. And I was trying to think, what do you guys remember us doing for spring break when we were kids? Spring break, I don't remember. I always remember our summer vacations to Lost Valley Lake and um, the Ozarks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. We did that during the summer. But as far as spring break, I don't remember us doing anything for like that week or so. See, that's um, fine, Dad. Yeah. But your mom was like, oh, how you forget. You guys get grown and catch amnesia. She's like, we was at Lake of the Ozarks. I'm like, for spring break, we were there? She's like, yes. And I was like, mm, I'll check with my brother. Maybe. I don't, I don't. I mean, I remember going there, but I still remember the time frame. She could be right. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I don't remember that. I'm like, to me, that would seem like maybe that's true. Summer. I don't remember. Right. I bet, I bet right now she's screaming at her, uh, her in her car right now. Talk about you, <laughs> you little grateful kids. You're right, right. I've done for you. <laughs> so, I mean, Mike, do you remember that? Me all the time. I mean, honestly, I don't remember. But <laughs> see, all right, let let it be noted that three out of three kids don't remember going anywhere on spring break. I remember more of like the, you know, like, like yeah, the, the, the summer stuff, like going to the lake and stuff and going on, right. on the boat. Right. That's what I remember. Which, by the way, you tell people that you had a boat and like, I don't know about, like, everybody loses their mind. Oh, you had a boat. Oh, my God. I was like, uh, hey, we didn't have a boat. Our parents had a boat. Um, and like, yeah, but it wasn't like a yacht. People keep thinking that we have we yachts. We had a boat. It was it's nice. Boat. But... <laughs> 100%, especially be like, oh, we had a boat. Like, oh, yeah, and it had a bathroom on it, too. And they think that, oh, I got money, money. It was oh, like, no, it, it, it was, like, uh, they, they, it was a nice boat, don't get me wrong, but it's not like a yacht or nothing. It was right. cool. <laughs> no. Not, we, went from, we, we went from talking about uh, our parents never take us nowhere, too. Oh, yeah, we had a boat. <laughs> <laughs> let, let them draw whatever conclusion they want to. 
Laura leaves it open ended, so the people can be oh, they were they were financially well off. They have boats. Make hey, make whatever conclusion you want. Hey, yeah, we ain't nothing wrong with having a boat. Oh yeah, we also went to the movies while um, on spring break with the kids. So what's I know someone on this podcast will have a strong opinion, but. What's your, uh, when you go to the movies and the whole, do you bring snacks in? What's your take? Okay, here we go. Not the whole, do you bring things in? Like, it's a, like it's a common thing people try to do. Matthew? Do I bring snacks in? Uh, no. Uh, but um, is it I, common? I, is it, is it, uh, I don't know if it's common, but is it? But it is a common thing that people known to do. Like I don't know how often uh, people do. I, honestly, I say common. I think it's common. People bring stuff in there. Like I see some shit the other day where this lady brought in like fucking a, a fish boil into her thing. Like you, okay. got crab legs, the potatoes, the corn, doing all this stuff. I, I get some, you know, dollar store candy, some chips, something like that. I get that. Now we, we bringing in full, full, full meals and stuff like that. I see another one where dude has cereal, a bowl of milk and everything. <laughs> so, so I so think people take advantage of it. So there's levels, right? Like, okay, if I'm gonna theater candy, your milk duds, whoppers, like stuff that you can get like five for five at Walgreens. Like to me, that's fine. And and like I wouldn't also like we brought some theater candy, but you know I still get popcorn and drinks. Like I'm still buying something. Like, but there's to me that's fine. Like that's not like I saw like you said on Instagram someone had like a car seat and it looked like it was a baby, but really the baby was like popcorn and right, 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 all in the bottles. Like it was extreme. So your Michael is always coming at us like. It's about the experience. Why are you going if you're not gonna pay for the stuff? Like to me, like it's a you know, it's varying. Like I think it's fine. Like I don't think they honestly care if you brought in a couple like like you said some candy, but like obviously a five course meal that's a different story. You tell me the people at AMC do not care if people just casually bring in food that they already have available for sale as part of their business. Um, just bring it in and don't say anything. I'm telling you that 17, 18 year old Cody, who's checking tickets, does not care that you're bringing in candy. He can care less. Well, it's not Cody's uh, business. Cody, <laughs> but the but the the, the CEO and the, and the executive board of AMC is like across the country. All these fools let people taking candy now are settled down, and now we got to charge extra tickets. Or do this preferred ticket nonsense. Well, the CEOs are charging six dollars for something that's a dollar at Walgreens. I don't know. Uh, They gotta make make a um, make a um, make a profit. My thing is like, yeah, I know it's expensive, but to me, it's like it's all part of the experience. Like I go to theater, I go to one like like Alamo where like they have 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 actual waiter. It's like a menu, and like you know they can serve you drinks and food throughout the throughout the movie. So to me, I like I like going there because it's part of the experience. 
you know you pay extra for it but you know but it's it, but I, I like the like the opportunity but to me i'm just like either don't go if you can't afford what they doing or just eat, eat beforehand i mean See, if, I, if you pay 16 dollars for a ticket my well just throwing an extra four dollars for the candy now i know four times four you know for it's for you guys and the family so that can add up i'm just saying don't be taking money out of uh, AMC's pockets. Well, A, I don't give a fuck about AMC's pockets. But like, uh, like I said about Cheesecake Factory, when you go to the movies, you know what you is kind of be like, I'm going to spend, especially if we was talking about 10, 15 years where all they had was the popcorn and the drinks and the seats, regular ass seats. But now with the theaters now, when you have the reclining, the waiters, the beer, the all the burgers, everything else like that. I chalked that up as part of the experience, just like Chiefs Cakes Factory. When we go out to the spots, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pay for everything. But like Mike said, it's part of the whole experience of everything. Like, oh, I want to get the waiter to bring my son some chicken tenders to his thing. I'm not trying to smoke a in some. Tyson's chicken tenders or whatever like that. I just buy the shit that they got there. Uh, but it's going to be a, what we do and that's it. Yeah, I think like that's true. If you're getting real food like that, I would agree. But I will never buy theater candy for five, six dollars when I can just get it at Walgreens on the way. Okay, so, so theaters across the country, be on the lookout for these two. Just know. Uh, just be know on the lookout for the people smuggling crab legs. I think they're <laughs> higher priority than me. Right. Yeah, that's one of the true. Anybody, if you're not just bringing in candy and popcorn, chips, anything else, you need to be a uh, that's like a domestic terrorism. Yeah, I need to get out of here. Imagine you, imagine you in there in a theater trying to watch Cocaine Bear. Next thing you know, you smelling crab legs and all this other extra stuff in here. It's like, come on, man. You got to think about other people besides yourself. You're hearing the cracking of the legs and everything as you're trying to watch a movie. Too much. Too the much. smells, yeah, that's a lot. Right. But, uh, Mike, this is your first time on. Yeah. Uh, tell, tell the people who you are. Um, okay, my name is uh Michael, aka Mike. Um, I'm Laura Matthews' uh, brother. Um, I'm two years older than Matthew, three years older than Laura. No, I'm sorry, five years older than Laura. Um, Steve said you forgot to mention your relationship to him. That's fine. Uh, he uh, Matthew said that's about me, not uh, <laughs> who, who, else, who, else, who else I know. Should I ask about the um the men the gas station too while we at it? Oh, um, so that's the level Steve's at just wow. some random <laughs> No, but I'm starting to, you know, enter and going out. It's Steve's part of the outer. Um let me see. Uh lived in New York for you know over uh, almost like 17 years, and now I'm living in Colorado. Still okay. looking for a special lady, but you know. Okay. She's coming. 
she, she's out there somewhere. She's out there somewhere. <laughs> they they're coming. They're coming. <laughs> One day. Right. One day. Right. Right. I'll find that special somebody. Right. But uh, have you uh, found any special concerts coming up? Yeah. So that you know, <clears throat> I always say like I wish I would travel more like internationally. But the thing that I do try to do is do concerts. So um, I have a couple lined up um, this year. So in, in, um, in January, I saw Ari Lennox in um, Las Vegas, um, beginning of May. So yeah, so in a month or so, going to Las Vegas again to, to see the Lovers and Friends Festival. And then let's see, wait, that's May. And then June, going to California to see Janet Jackson. Um, let's see, that's June. Um, July, going to see Madonna here in uh, Colorado. August, going back to Vegas to see Beyonce. And that's it. That was, I didn't know that was confirmed. Damn, yeah, that's, that's a, that, that's a yeah. lot. I can't even remember. I can't even remember the last time I actually been to a concert. Oh no, uh, we talked about this before. Last time I've been on the concert was the time we watched we see Nelly and uh, Desi Shaw when you used to work oh, at the amphitheater. That's the last concert I've been to. Oh God. man, that was <laughs> that was years ago. You was know, I there? I, I want to see that concert. Um, by the way, Lauren Steve could have went to um, Lovers and Friends, but they uh, chickened out. Uh, let's what? talk about how there's people in the comments saying that it's like feels like it's a hundred degrees. It's on concrete. People were passing out. There's no like you know you're standing the whole time. You don't know if like the people you want to see might be going on at the same time. It was it was a I, I said let Michael go this year and we'll see how it is and then maybe we'll go the next year. But I like the lovers and friends because it gives you like a bunch of people. Like, are you don't you you've seen the like poster, right, Matthew, of all the people that be there? Yeah. yeah. But I go back to that's got to be that's something is like we talked about experiences and things like that. I think that is just from what I hear and see on social media, that is just a part of the experience of going to these concerts, these Burning Man's, these festivals, and stuff like that, to where. You're going to be out there for a long ass time and everything else like that. That's just part of the whole vibe and stuff like that for what I get. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, um, I think Laura's looking for a little more comfort uh, when she's uh, having part of her, uh, you know, experience. But I understand because she, she, probably, wants a sta- she, she probably wants a stadium show. Yeah, yeah like she, Vegas, not a festival. The, Vegas in the summer. Like, I like the idea of the festival because of all the people. <laughs> But, like, even, Michael, when you went to Ari Lennox, you, you were standing room only, and you said, like, you getting a oh, little yeah. right yeah, for standing room only. Like, I, I was I was done after that. My feet were, were shattered. After but that. you about to be outside in the Vegas heat, like, all day standing. But, but that will hopefully be a little bit different, because, like, you're walking around, you're going to, you know, going to see this, or going to the bathroom, or getting food. Passing out, out getting sent to the medic. Well, versus just with you know with the standing room only, like you're, you're standing there like for hours, like you're standing in, in line to to get inside the you know the venue, dangling in the venue, you're waiting. Then you have the opening act, and you're still like and this entire time you're standing. People 
when we, not, it's not funny, but we went to Ari Lennox, people were passing out. At least like- and that was inside, right? Then, yeah, that, that was inside. It wasn't even that hot or anything, but I guess, you know, you're just standing there the entire time and you, you're filled with, you know, people are around you. Once the show's on, you know, you don't care, everything's great, but just <laughs> that, the whole standing thing is awful sometimes. And you know, if I'm getting older, and so I'm just like, my bones can't take it. Yeah, you're 40 now. Uh, let me put my business out here in the podcast. <laughs> I, mean, I hope you have a good time and you rave about it. It's enough to make us want to go. Steve loves the franchise boy. <laughs> Any of this stuff. I mean, uh, okay, that's another thing. References to like, to, to, the music is like has stopped in like the early 2000s. Everything is yes. a, a, a Chingy, uh, Nelly. Uh, Don't be mad because we rep St. Louis. Yeah, unfortunately, people have been doing anything current for St. Louis for a while. So everything's ha ha ha, country grammar. Uh, no, new rappers out there. Oh, no, where we're from. Um, huh? We just know where we're from and we don't hide. Right, here we go. I appreciate Nelly for that time period. I love that double CD, that sweatsuit CD, but he's hasn't put any, any current music out, so I'm hanging out with Megan. He actually just put something out like two years ago, but it was like a country album. Uh, nobody want to hear that, Steve. Uh, people do want to hear it. Matthew? Yeah, the Midwest. Matthew, uh, where when you people ask you where you're from, where do you say? St. Louis. Ask your brother where he says he's from. Where are you from? St. Louis. No, no that's you not say Kansas City every says, time. He says he's not from St. Louis. He's from Kansas. I, I do say I'm from St. Louis. People ask me, oh, where are you from? Um, I, I may say Missouri, but um, but my thing is, I was. I was born in Kansas City. I spent a good amount of time there. And then we moved to St. Louis for me right before sixth grade. So you get the younger, so you don't have much experience about Kansas City. But I lived there. I had a life there. So I don't just want to uh, discount and just be like, oh, it's all about it's all about St. Louis. But yeah. Where Nelly, where is Nelly from? Is Nelly from St. Louis? According to your logic, it'd be no. Why? Where was he born? He was born in like Mississippi or Texas or somewhere else, but then yeah. he moved to St. Louis and that's where he was raised at. So when people say, where are you from? I put in there where I spent, where I was raised my my years, my majority, majority years. Yeah. <laughs> now, if somebody says where I was born, of course, I'll say Kansas City. But I don't, like, I don't, if people ask me, like, you know, meeting new people at work, oh, I say, oh, I'm from Missouri, and I'll say St. Louis. But only when I'm talking to, like, you know, certain people that I'm like, oh, originally I was, like, born in Kansas City. No, that's not how you'd say it to us. You'd be like, I'm not from St. Louis. Fuck Nelly. Fuck Chingy. Uh, okay, see, no one ever said that. I just There's so said many words. <laughs> Okay, so now we want to go there. We can go there. I never said uh, anything about Nelly and Chingy. I just said that y'all need to move forward in, in terms of music. Um, even even the little pumpkins are like part in the USA, which is like uh, ten years old. Have them bump flowers. 
I could buy myself all flowers. I, I cannot that stand that song anymore. Great. But I'm just saying that I like I, I say Missouri or, or, or say St. Louis, but like I don't hate St. Louis. I'm always seeing you guys emos coupons. <laughs> Here we go. Wacky Wednesday. Two for what, do you, what do you call what do you call March 14th then? Pi Day. Exactly. Oh my See? god. Well, it, it, it can't always be about your precious St. Louis. It is. Three, what, four. You die. Why are you poking me into this? Before I left for New York, I was was like that too, but I've uh, traveled the country, so I have a more, uh, you know, more uh, bigger experiences. But I love St. Louis. I visit often. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this concert because, you know, something to do that's fun. And also, too, a lot of these artists that I grew up with are getting older. And so you never know when, like, they're going to stop touring or, or, or things of that nature. So, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I haven't seen, I've never seen Madonna bef- perform live. Um, and then Beyonce, I like the Re- British House album a lot. So I haven't seen her since, like, B-Day. So I'm excited to see about that one. Mm, I'm glad you I'm glad you bringing her up. I'm about to bring her up later on. But uh, we were talking, Mike, you was talking about uh, music and stuff like that. Uh, friend of the show, Jordan, put me on when I went back home about 30 Deep Grimy. Laura, see, y'all familiar with him? Uh, no, should we be? Oh, yeah. Uh, he's rapper from St. Louis. He's done a song with Lil Baby. Uh, uh, look up 30 Deep Grimy. Laura? And he has a song, uh, yeah, 30 Deep Grammy. He has a song called St. Louis Blues, and I play this shit back to back to back. Lord 314, rap is that. So I'm from St. I got Louis. him right now. What's his name? Deep Smoke? You don't care. He's not from, deep, smoke. <laughs> deep Smoke. He's not <laughs> from Kansas City, so you don't care. Right. 30 Deep Grimy. 30 Deep. Oh, okay. But yeah, listen to St. Uh, Louis Blues. Let Me In, his new album. The biggest dookie. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that song's about. But uh, Mike, you was think- you thinking about getting a dog? Yeah, I've been thinking about it because like, you know, uh, and where I live in Colorado, it's a, a huge uh, dog-friendly city. Like, every, like I'm telling you, it, when I first moved here, um, if you see like ten people walking outside, eight or nine have dogs. Like, it's just it's a friendly. It's just a, a very big dog city. You know, we had dog growing up. You know, Laura had Rampage, and now you know, she has Barkley. So, and then you had you know pets as well. And so I've been thinking about it. I mean, because I've always wanted to get a dog, but my thing is like I would just make sure I was set up for a dog. So once I get it, you know, it's like you know, okay, this is it, like, you know, for life. So mm-hmm. um, I've been thinking about getting one, um, particularly a sheep doodle, because um, well, Lord, Laura and Steve have one, and they're hyperallergenic and, and hyperallergenic, excuse me, and they don't shed. So I, I really like that. Um, but yeah, I'm th- thinking about getting that. You know, as a single guy looking for love. Um, it'd be nice to have a little companion. I could be like, hey, baby, 
Uh, no, no, I had the dog, you know, the dog ran on my- Hey, baby, to the dog? And then ran up to this uh, someone special. Like, oh, sorry, this your dog? But like, oh, yeah, it's my dog. Sorry, this is my dog, Marvin. How you doing? Well, hi, Marvin. And then you strike a conversation as you know you're going on a date. So that could be a possibility. But more like, you know, I do want a dog. I love dogs. And like, you know, I'd be, it'll be a great companion. Yeah, I want to, same thing, is like, we're probably not going to get a dog here because it just costs so much to get it back in the States and things like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, once we get back to the States next year and stuff, uh, plan on getting a dog and everything. And like you said, uh, like, my son's allergic, so all the dogs we've ever had was hyperallergenic. But um, we've always had, like, toy poodles. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically seeing Laura's dog, uh, how big it is it's like so I always, i've always wanted a bigger dog um yeah. the wife always wanted a smaller dog but i'm like just um i seen a just a regular poodle not a toy poodle and i'm like oh i think i want a regular size poodle because they get probably not as big as barkley but they get bigger than a you know small dog or whatever like that yeah 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 like in like in barkley like, you know, their previous dog, Rampage, he's a, he's a pretty big dog, but then Barkley's not even a year old, and he's already bigger, I feel like, bigger than Rampage was. So, um, but, 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 but same thing, I'm with you. I love a big dog, so I'm going to get one. But, like, it's just so damn expensive, these dogs. Like, you know, they don't have, like, you know, sheep or doodles or things like that at the, at the pound. So, uh, well, they're highly they're like, sought after, so yeah, yeah, they're hard, no, they're hard, sought after. like those uh, French bulldogs, toy poodles, all those, like, not specialty dogs, but you know what I mean, type of thing. Like, all oh, of yeah, those they, they, they call them designer dogs, you could say. okay, yeah, all of that. Like, even here, like, you can get well, cats all around, you can get cats at a at uh, basically the pound and everything, dogs. You they charge in eight nine thousand dollars for like a Labrador a Labrador Retriever and things like that at here. So it's because crazy. it's rare, it's rare in. Oh, well, it's not. I don't know if it's rare, but it's just for some reason dogs cost way so much more than cats. Mm-hmm. Cats, a they walking around the street, or you can get a cat for like maybe two hundred dollars. Dogs, you ain't getting a dog unless lower than two thousand dollars. That's for mm-hmm. any dog. Wow, any dog. Yeah, what? you just said labs. You go to pound right now and get a lab mix here. Right. They um, I was looking at prices out here in Colorado. It was it was like two or three grand for like you know a Labrador puppy. I'm like shit. So I'm probably- well, it also has to do with like you know they track all this stuff right with their like genes and you know their. That's not the right word. But you know, like with their parents, they track everything, their bloodline. So, but the one thing I try to tell Michael Mm -hmm. is like, you know, getting a puppy, like you see how he he has all these concerts scheduled coming up. Like having a puppy is like having a kid. Like you have to be there. You have to train them. Like he's in an apartment, which means he's going to have to walk them. And his mentality is, I'll pay somebody to train them. I'll pay somebody to walk up. But I'm like, that person with you 24-7 at some point to be the middle of the night and Marvin or whatever is going to wake up and you're going to have to get up and it is going to change. Like, you know, you're not going to be able to sleep through the night, at least in the beginning, until they get a little older, especially for getting a puppy. 
Right. Yeah. That's, that's true. That's true. So that's why, you know, I was thinking about getting one, but like, you know, getting a dog within within two, three weeks of getting it, you know, oh, I'm gone for a couple of days. Then I got to pay the boredom. So I'll wait until stuff, you know, slows down for me socially. But no, I get it. And that's the thing that I haven't really, you know, gotten yet. I just want to make sure that, okay, once I, you know, get this dog in my house, I'm committed to, you know, everything I got to do to make sure that it goes well. Right. But um, I was able to watch uh, this TV show called Swarm on Amazon Prime. Have you guys either heard or watched it? No, I've I heard of it. It's, 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 it's on my Apple TV to watch, but um, I definitely heard about it and heard about certain things. What, what did you, what did you what are the certain things you heard about? Um, the biggest thing I've heard is like, oh, you know, there's some reference to Beyonce as far as like the artists involved in that or Swarm and Bees and Beehive. Um, I've, I've heard that, and also um. A certain sex scene with uh, Chloe Bailey, and um, I forget the, I forget old boy's name, but yeah, apparently that was I don't know if it, yeah. it was if it was explicit for her because we haven't seen her like that before, or in general it was explicit or what. But um, yeah, but I, I do want to watch it. Is it good? Uh, yeah, Chad mentioned it last week, and uh, the Chloe Bailey thing is she's taking back shots like. 20 seconds into the first episode. Uh, oh. Uh, from the from the dude from Snowfall, that guy, that actor. Uh, okay. uh, but yeah, it's basically, I really wish, once you watch it, I want you to come back and give me your thoughts on it. Because basically it revolves around, basically it's Beyonce, uh, Nyjah, and she, um, the girl Brie, the star, she is a huge Nyjah fan. Um, and she basically, she's, I don't want to say crazy cause that's not correct. I want to say she's very, very, very caring about Nyjah and how like Nyjah just dropped her new tickets to her. We'll just say, I can't remember the name of it. We'll just say Renaissance. Right. Um, yeah. and she can't pay her rent and things like that, but she got a credit card to pay for these tickets and things like that. So then she surprised her best friend, Chloe Bailey, with these tickets. And she was like, wait, so I'd have been I'd have borrowed money from my parents and everything else like, from other people, but you got money for these uh tickets and everything. And it's a spoiler, but it's not a detailed spoiler. Basically, she asked, uh, hold on, hold on. She asked, What's your favorite? Oh, who's your favorite artist? I think that's what she says. Uh and then, so for example, Mike, who's your favorite artist? Um, Mariah Carey. So in response, she'd be like, well, Mariah Carey might be a good one. But basically, she'll go and be like, oh, Nyjah has uh, 14 Grammy nominations and this, this, and this, and this, this, and this. So basically what happens is, spoilers, if you don't want to know the main plot of this, skip 45 seconds. Basically, if she finds people who talk trash to get uh, Nyjah online and basically kills them. Mm. So it is a horror. Uh, I don't know. It's a horror mixed with comedy, thriller, all together and stuff like that. Uh, now, me, I'm not hip with all these new people and things like that that be on these shows. So as I'm watching it, I'm not real. I'm not recognizing any of these people. 
But apparently, uh, Paris Jackson, uh, she's on this. She plays a stripper. But the biggest one who surprised me was Billie Eilish is in this. And as I'm watching this, I never once knew this was Billie Eilish. So yeah. there's a lot of cameos and stuff like that from people. You you know more about these uh, social media people and singers and stuff like that than I do. Yeah. So you probably like, oh, that's blah, blah, blah. But it's only seven episodes. It's a uh, it's a good I think it's a good microscope to some, not all, some of the quote unquote beehive, how they do target people online. But yeah. I don't think it's you want but, them yeah, to come so, for you. You want them to huh? come for you on this podcast. Uh, I would never say nothing bad on Beyonce's internet <laughs> or Beyonce's podcast networks. I would never <laughs> say say anything landish like that. Um but I think it, right. So I thought it. I thought it was interesting. So as somebody who go to these concerts and you have your favorite artists, because honestly, there's a there's a one person I care that much about to be like, I'm about to go because I know also you go on uh these posts and you reply back to these randos and when they say stuff. So I don't do that. So I, I figured to, that I you used to be. I used to be in the comments, but then I realized it, was, it, it, was, it served no point. Like, we're going back and forth all day. Then, like, you know, everybody's still mad at one another. So I, was, I stopped being in the comments because, yeah, but I used to be that guy. <laughs> right. Well, overall, it's a, it's a great show uh, directed by Donald Glover. Even um, Malaya? No. Sasha? No. What's the older one? Obama? I think it's Malia. Malia, well, yeah. she uh d- either wrote or oh, she was a writer for a couple of episodes. Wow. Uh, but yeah. Everybody. So after watch, after watching something great, I decided to watch Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. No beating around this bush. This shit is trash. This shit is garbage. This shit is gummy. Um, all of the above. Whatever you think is bad about a movie, this they put it in this movie. Bad acting, bad CGI, bad plot. It, everything was bad about this movie. But it wasn't like where it's supposed to be bad, like that's part of it. Like, well, no, I think that, I mean, I looked this up after the fact, but uh, okay, so people don't know. Um, it's basically a story of Winnie the Pooh, uh, Christopher Robin, and everything. He used to feed him all the time. He went off to college, he didn't, um, so they they had to um, they reverted back to their animal instincts and they were starving because they weren't used to uh, finding food on their own. So then they ate Eeyore and they reverted back to their animal instincts and um, and then they swore off all humans. Like so, if anybody humans came into the woods and stuff, they would kill them. That's basically the premise of the movie. See, I, I heard about it and like, you know, people were either like for or against it, but I was assumed that, you know, it was in good quality that like, you know, the, the biggest thing was the fact that it was such, you know, oh, it's just a horror story about Winnie the Pooh. But now that it's being seen by people, <laughs> you're saying that it sucks? Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was here for the premise of it, of taking a yeah. a child childhood thing and turning turn it into a horror movie, but it was just it was just so low budget and the plot and everything was like, it just didn't make sense. Um, 
So it's just not good at all. It's not good at all. Like I was in it. I wanted to turn it off, but then I was like, no, I've already doing this. And plus I need something to talk about on the podcast. So I was like, I need to finish this up. Um, but I mean, the, the movie did make money though. Cause apparently it only, co- they only had a hundred thousand dollars to make this movie and they did it in 10 days. Uh, well, they, and they, and they, no wonder. <laughs> and, and they made it, uh, they made back a million dollars. Okay. Um, but uh, I just wanted to bring this one part up as I was looking up research. So they said that um, they do plan on having another sequel to this movie, but also they they announced two other horror films, Bambi, The Reckoning, and Peter Pan's Neverland Nightmare. <laughs> so there, there's supposed to be more of these childhood Disney-esque movies turned into horror movies. See, what do you feel about that? I did hear something the, about that, actually. But what do you feel about it? You grew up in all those Disney movies. I mean, I'm not expecting a lot out of them. The premise sounds good. Like, it's I like, like the Winnie idea the Pooh, you know, Blood and Honey. I, I wasn't expecting a lot of, out of them. I mean, just from the first previews, it's like, look, this guy's wearing a evil pig mask. I mean, for piglet. And, and that's, that's the thing is, it was like, it was, he kept... You never once was like, that's Winnie the Pooh. You kept thinking that's a person in a pig right. mask and stuff like that to where, um, and they never, he never talks in it. He says one line at the very end. But um, I'm, if you like gruesome, um, like those slasher movies and stuff like that, it's a lot of that stuff in there. Like a lady gets her head run over with a car. You see the eye pop out. A woman gets it thrown into a wood chipper. But it's just, it 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 was not good for me. Now maybe thirty years from now, this might turn into a cult classic, and everybody thinks fondly of it. But as of right now, it was not good at all. The but, premise sounds good, like I like it. But if it's not done well, like, like 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 I'm actually a big fan of like slasher movies and horror movies, like you know the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where like you know people getting their heads split open and things like that. I love that stuff, but. There's a certain level of, um, of effort and money they put towards it, so like you know, it's, it's good quality versus like you can't like you can't be like uh, you know horror you know gory whatever, but then not put the effort money wise to make it look somewhat decent. I mean, granted, you know, it's insane. Like in um, in one of the movies, uh, Kiss on Massacre, they was a scene where the guy was on a bus full of people and the guy and then the murderer like went through everybody with a chainsaw like the entire bus like cutting people in half and, and stuff like that if that would have been like low budget or like you know cheaply done or bad cgi they would have been like turned off but the reason why it was enjoyable because you know it was very realistic to like you know that horrible situation right and and maybe that's what it is is that they did this in 10 days and maybe because I know with the IP expired of uh, the copyright expired of the Winnie the Pooh book, that's why they was able to pull this off. So maybe next time they do it, they will have more time, a better backing, better writers, even better actors that can make it better. But for this one, no bueno. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it was like, originally when I saw it, it seemed like one of those joke things like you see online. Like, is this a for real thing? 
So I kind of wonder, did it start like that? And there was really people interested in it and they're like, all right, let's do this. But then, you know, they had to come up with a budget and do all this stuff. And so they just, you know, they had to work with what they had. But yeah, maybe like you're saying, since they didn't make some money on it, but it it was like you said it's like they took it they were going to do something with it so i guess they did a trailer or whatever and they had a budget and then like the buzz and the internet so then they got more money off the buzz and everything so they said a hundred thousand so that's just imagine i don't know how much the money they started with but if they once the hype got there and then they got a more backing it still only went up to a hundred thousand so but maybe now next time they will have a, it'll be better. Mm-hmm. But okay, so now up to the meat and potatoes of the podcast, the movie. Medic! Oh, Jesus. What is that? Beth, we should go. Millions of dollars worth of cocaine fell from the sky this morning in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's more this out there. They dumped it somewhere. I'm looking for my daughter. Forest is a dangerous place. Hey, Henry, check it out. Something got into it. A deer, maybe. A lot of cocaine was lost. I need you to go and get it. No, 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 don't eat that, don't eat that. Let's see what kind of effect that has on The bear, it fucking did cocaine. A bear did cocaine. An odd group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teens converged on Georgia Forest where a huge black bear goes on a murderous rampage after unintentionally ingesting cocaine. All right, Mike, you're new on this show. So uh, what do you think about this movie? I It was right up my alley. I give it two thumbs up. Um, I thought it was really good because it, to me, it combined the idea of, like the idea of cooking bear is just silly in itself. So the film knows that it's silly and, you know, and respects that. So it's, there's a, little, um, a level of camp involved with it. But also, too, you know, it's action and a little bit of horror and good CGI and effects. So on that end, I really appreciate it. That was a good movie. So I was thinking that, you know, it is what it was. I did like, you know, roughly the time that it came out. Um, because, like, everything out there now is, like, either it seems like superhero or some sort of dramatic movie. Um you know, uh, I, why Steve Hick against Marvel? Nothing. <laughs> I said I liked it for what it was. It was a nice, you know, breakup from everything else that's out there. And thank you for the movie sucks. Four movies much. out recently. There's Scream. There's like, but I in mean, the woods. but it, it it was pretty campy to me, and it kind of reminded me a little bit of um, like the Friday the Thirteenth movies in mm-hmm. a way. But, um, yeah, I mean, I liked it for what it was. I After seeing it, I don't think I would have went to see it in theaters, even though I wanted to. But, you know, I still liked it. To me, it was all right. Like, 
clearly up Michael's alley. It was a little like some of the gore. I'm like, was that needed? But that's the kind of movie it is. And then it was one of those movies like you want to yell at the screen. Like, why? Like this bear is already attacking people. You get back to your ranger cabin and you don't pick up the phone. Like nobody called the police. Like the ambulance came and then no one's calling the police. Like just let this bear go wild. Like that's what my thing was. I'm like. But I guess maybe that's part of it, you know. I like the acting. I love this movie. I love this movie. I've known this story probably for the past 10 years. Eh, I say it's kind of long. At least probably the past six years, I've known this story. And I've always said that somebody should make this movie. Um, now that they did it, I loved everything about it. Uh, only thing is, I wish they would have made the bear bigger. Um, but besides that, uh, I like the comedy in there. I like the the bear. I like I liked everything about it because it it didn't take itself too seriously. You had the stuff about you know the cocaine and the bear. You had the villains. Like I loved everything about this movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, do you? I didn't realize that. Um, the I'm, I'm horrible with the, the, the characters' names, but the um the Rangers' love interest or the, well the, the, the Jesse yeah. Tyler Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Yeah, I didn't realize to the almost like damn near like after he was already done that that was him and you know wearing makeup and stuff. Oh no! When I first saw it, I was like Bottom Family. <laughs> <laughs> but like Matthew, you like I had heard about it. Like you know, you hear things like like a long time ago before this was a movie, but, and maybe I don't know if you know, but I thought in real life, the story that this is based off of, the bear didn't go on a rampage, right? Didn't no. it like, just like- No, but I, I, I no, but I'll, I'll give you more information when we do the trivia. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I like the comedy part of it. I'm not big into the gore stuff, so something I kind of cringed at, like when the, the park ranger was in the, ambulance and it stopped and she fled out and her face like slid against the like I mm, felt right. asphalt and I kind of thought mm. she was alive so I thought she would be the one like it seemed like no matter what she kept coming back so I kind of thought like that wouldn't have you know she would have still been alive but um yeah it was, it was okay yeah I love the gore that, that's right up my alley it's a little concerned uh what'd you think about uh O'Shea Jackson Jr. in this. I was like, look at him. He's gone from um, what was his first movie? Uh, Playing his daddy. Yeah, and, and now and, he's like, then like, I mean, beyond this, he's been in. I think he was in one of the. Uh, was he in Mandalorian, or was he in um, the other um, Andor? But I, I thought he was in one of those uh, Star Wars. Yeah, he was in one of the Star Wars. Look at him. He's like working with. All types of people doing, you know, all types of different genres. Yeah, I like I like him out here. So I'm happy to see him doing stuff. I really thought the little boy Harry Henry, whatever his name was, he was funny. Star of the show. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, you really didn't need the little girl. But like, she was just the uh, mom. I thought it was kind of messed up with the mom. She's like, Yeah, little boy, you come with me and go in this. Came to find my daughter. Like he's got to die too. Send him home. 
hey, that's his best friend. And plus, I think he liked her. Cause remember, he carved her, those initials in the tree. So he was trying to kill Savior. Remember, he was like, you know, I've done cocaine before, and then they they ate it or whatever. So I, <laughs> I know. Right. My my question, like Solar was, it was like at the beginning of the movie. I was like, they find this package, and I'm like, how do these 10, 12 year old kids know what an unopened package of cocaine Dare. looks like? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why they showed at the beginning. Okay. That was during that was during Dare and the war on drugs, and you know, this is your brain on drugs. So they was probably showing it about if yeah. you see this, don't look she at said, it. Like all that stuff that we grew up. The little girl said something like, those are just like the pictures they showed at some assembly at school. So it's funny, right. though, that the first instinct was to do it and not to be like, ah, oh, no, this is what they warned us about. <laughs> See, that's why dare don't really work. <laughs> All right. So what do you guys think the Rotten Tomatoes was on this movie? Uh, Laura, you go first. 97. All right. Steve? I'm going to say 52. All right, Mike? Uh, now, we'll look, oh, sorry, I should know this, but the, there's two scores of Rotten Tomatoes. Like the, the, the critic one, right? Not that the fan one? Yeah, the critic one, and then you have the audience score later. But yeah, just okay. the critic one. Okay. I would say, because I think that it was well done and like you know it was campy and didn't take itself too seriously um you didn't ask for this but uh i'm telling you why i think it should be yeah say the number right um i'm gonna go with 92 68 percent with a 71 percent audience score 67. I thought it would be higher. Well, it was like the no, first. 68%, 68% with a 71% audience score. 71% audience score. But like, huh. Hmm. Well, I'm going to say 72. I mean, all right, well. That's, that's I mean, probably- I thought it was good. I, I thought that, like, I thought that it was, like, the film is, like I said, the film itself didn't take itself too seriously. But in Alpha 2, it was still like well made and like, you know, all the various actors and like the different scenes and it was quality to me, but, you know. Right. All right, trivia time. Which one of these actors did not, did not star in a Star Wars franchise? A, Carrie Russell. B, Alden Enrich. C, O'Shea Jackson Jr. or D. Ray Liotta. I'm gonna go with B. And and I'm glad I'm doing this without Chad because I know Chad would know the answer off the top of his head. The Star Wars fan. I said, you know, Jackson. Except you guys already kind of alluded to the fact that he was maybe in one of these. So I'm gonna go with was Ray Liotta. I guess B because I don't know her. Him. Him. Uh great. You know what? Who, who, who is B? Which 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 actor is B? Uh hold on. Let me get his name on the actual was that the kid? The kid. Or the, the son Henry? of Ray yeah, yeah. We need a we need a, a Henry spinoff uh, series. Nobody wants <laughs> 
Little little kids with southern accents are funny. I think I love Big City Greens. Yeah, he was uh he was Ray Liotta's son. Alden. Yeah, I still go with B. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say I think it was D. Ray Liotta. I changed my answer correct. to Ray Liotta. What was your what was your answer before? B. His oh, son. Okay. All right. So the correct answer is D. Ray Liotta. Carrie, Carrie played in The Rise of Skywalker. Alden played in Solo, a Star Wars story. And O'Shea, O'Shea Jackson Jr. played in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, that's what it was. Yes, that's what it was. All right. Now I'm about to, here's a trivia dump. Inspired in part by a true event in 1985 when a corrupt Kentucky cop and lawyer-turned-drug smuggler Andrew Thornton flew in a smuggling run dumping packages of cocaine over Georgia before attempting to escape with nearly 80 pounds of it strapped to his body. However, the parachute malfunctioned, possibly from the extra weight, and Thornton fell to his death in Knoxville, Tennessee, residence driveway. 40 kilos of the thrown packages landed in National Forest. It was consumed by a black bear who overdosed, most likely within minutes, dying from cerebral hemorrhage and respiratory and heart failure after eating $20 million, $55 million adjusted for inflation. With the lone exceptions of Thornton and the Bear, no other casualties have been reported. So yes, when this actually happened, uh, those were only two. And the reason how this took off was it was a Reddit thread where basically somebody put on there for about five minutes, this bear was the most... Uh, What's the word they use? Like apex person on the on the, on the face of the planet. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that for those five minutes. So yeah, in real world, there was no uh, murderous spree and things like that. Next one. Ray Liotta's final, this is Ray Liotta's final completed role before he passed on May 26, uh, 2022. He died a week after he came in to re-record his lines in post-production. And the last one I got is the concept of a horror movie about a wild animal going on a drug-fueled rampage was first visited with Jerry Landon's Cracoon in 2010 about a crack-addicted raccoon killing people in the Bronx. I never heard this. I had to look this up. Yes, this is a real movie. Uh, was it similarly made like Winnie the Pooh with $10,000? I don't know, but the cover of the cover art didn't didn't look like it had high quality to it. I thank y'all so much for being on. Um, do you guys need to plug anything on the way out? We don't. Uh, for me, just you know, any ladies out there, you know, get a good vibe from this conversation um, and want to reach out, please, you know, reach out to. Uh, Chad or Matthew's socials, and you know let's you, you don't want to put you, you don't want to put your social medias out there from them to hit DM you uh, immediately. I want some type of filter, so like you know, send me the, <laughs> send me, send me the um, beautiful ladies um, that you know you think might be you know will be a good match for me. So I feel like you, know, you and Chad, you know, got a good a way of you know being able to you know talk to people and dissect them. So. Okay, so just um, for anybody listening, Mike, tell what are you looking for? So you know which one to type to hit you up. You know, um, nice shoulders, uh, you know, 
You right. That's the first thing I'd be looking for when I look for somebody. I'd be thinking, I'd be thinking, you know what? I want somebody with some nice shoulders. <laughs> um, you know, you know, something that you know really catches my eye. I would say, um, you know, the shoulder thing is, is great. Uh, you know, uh, works out. You know, take care of themselves. Um, Maybe have a mustache. Um. <laughs> uh, I got you. All right. I I I think we get. I think somebody's out there listening. Is probably like that's me. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. But yes, thank you, thank you guys all for real for being on. I really appreciate it, Mike. Hopefully, you had enjoyed your time. Um, if the numbers are good, uh, we'll definitely bring you back on. If not, thank you for being on. <laughs> Um, and yes thank you so much for listening please rate like review our podcast on your platform of choice if you have any feedback please email us at we should talk pod at gmail.com like our facebook page we should talk about this at work and follow us on youtube twitter instagram and tiktok as we use at we should talk pod follow chad on letterbox at bow1213 and me at mr king 0257 Join us next week as we discuss the epic action movie RRR. And like always, I don't know if this was a good episode. I don't know if it was a bad episode. But whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening.